Welcome everyone to UNLV's Groundbreaker podcast brought to you by the Division of Health Science College. On this episode, our guest Maya Ellsworth talks about living in Hawaii with a graduating high school class smaller than your average college classroom. Besides being a first generation student, Maya breaks the generational poverty cycle and works as a peer mentor to help students at UNLV chase their dreams while she does her own. Hey everyone, how are you all doing today? This is Andrew Direction with you guys from the UNLV Groundbreakers podcast. As we are wrapping up this first generation week, we got a very exciting episode for you guys today. But as we close up this week and finish up our last podcast, we did want to have another last guest. We have Maya with us today. Maya, you want to go ahead and introduce yourself a little bit? Yes. Hi, I am Maya Ellsworth. I am in my second year at UNLV. I am pre-nursing. Something about myself, I am actually from Hawaii, grew up there, 17 years was there, and I love to paint. (laughs) It's great to have you on the podcast with us today, Maya. So really just kind of jumping right into things today. Let's go ahead, kind of go over. So what are some struggles you faced, you know, becoming a first generation college student? Um, I had no idea what I was doing. My parents never even graduated high school. (laughs) So in my town, there was only a private high school and the next high school was at least 30 minutes away. So my dad worked really hard to try to send me to a private high school. Um, You know, there were 30 students in my graduating class. So although it was really great to have a small class so I could talk to my college counselor, it was really hard. My dad had no idea how to help me. When I first started applying to schools, I had no idea how to write a college essay. I, when I did my FAFSA, it looked like a foreign language to me. (laughs) I needed help on every single question. It was just a mess and it was really hard for me and it took a lot to figure it out. Even though I'm not a first-gen student, I can 100% relate on the FAFSA troubles. I feel like sometimes that's harder than the college exams we do take. And how that is set up is very complicated. So I see where you're coming from there. But as you said, you know, previously you are from Hawaii and you moved out to UNLV. Uh, What drew you to UNLV? Did something stick out about, you know, our Silver State, Nevada, or was it just another school on your list you were looking at? So I knew I wanted to just go somewhere different because, you know, when you're stuck on a rock for 17 years, you get a little sick of it. But my dad's brother actually lives out here, um, along with my grandma and my two cousins. So it was definitely nice to have that because I feel like if I was just by myself out here, it definitely would have been a lot harder. Also, you know, my dad works really hard to help pay for whatever he can for me. And I didn't want to put a lot of pressure on him going to a really expensive school. So going somewhere like here where I had a lot of scholarships that helped me out, it was it was a good option. Having family, I like to say, you know, a little bit farther from home is always a big help, especially being a first generation student. It's always nice to have that little bit of like a support backbone that you can always lean on in a time of need. But I did want to mention, so you are a first generation student. You know, you love the atmosphere at UNLV. You're also a part of our peer mentoring program, which for those of you out there that do not know, uh, we do help freshman students get accustomed to university and the overall college life. Now, did being a first-generation student lead you to becoming a peer mentor? Oh, yeah, 100%. I wish there was someone that helped me through everything. My mentees have so many questions on, like, 
how to even find where their enrollment date is, how to enroll in their classes, like what resources they have available. And I wish, you know, I was required to talk to a mentor that would help me through it because I was so shy. I didn't want to ask any questions and it was just really hard for me to figure it out by myself. So yeah, definitely. I wanted to be there to help other students figure it out because I know how hard it is and I know it's hard to also want to ask for help. (laughs) And time in, time out across all of our podcast episodes, I've been saying some of the strongest and most intelligent people out there do ask questions and aren't afraid of getting answers, whether they're positive, negative, uh, some critical feedback. So having you almost be their support system and tell them, hey, go ask those questions and make sure you do get out there is really great. And I feel like a lot of people do need to hear that to get them almost motivated and adapted to how things work. Right. But like I said, you're very involved in peer mentoring, you're entering a great field of pre nursing, getting ready to apply to UNLV's nursing school. Now, did you choose to attend college because you wanted to be a nurse? Or has going to college always been on your mind? Actually, it was never really on my mind. Because you know, my parents never talked about it, neither my parents went. Um, So it was never really something that I thought about until I went to my private high school and I took an anatomy class and I was like, oh my gosh, this is so interesting. And then also when I was in middle school, my mom got really sick. Um, The doctors in Hawaii are really bad. (laughs) It's unfortunate. If you have anything seriously wrong with you, you have to get flown to another island because they can't help you on my island. So it definitely is something that was unfortunate to see. And I just wanted to try to be part of the change that would help how things were going in Hawaii in the medical field. And, you know, it sucked to watch that happen to my mom. So I just want to be the difference in that. Now, do you plan on actually returning to Hawaii after you do finish up your studies or do you spend some time staying here in Nevada? I'm actually not sure what I want to do. I think definitely it would probably be a good idea for me to stay here for a few years and work. I wanted to go to grad school and become a nurse practitioner at some point. So I would probably stay here for a few years work. I don't know what I want to do afterwards. We'll see. (laughs) It always seems like a long ways away. But as you know, time flies incredibly fast. Um, especially with everything going on with the pandemic. I feel like as if the whole quarantine period was just a blink of an eye. But (laughs) focusing on that topic, uh, how have you been adapting to college with the whole pandemic occurring? It's been rough. March during last semester when we first went online, I had no idea what to do. I know my teachers had no idea what to do either. You know, they're not used to that. So it was really like a learning process we all kind of figured it out together. It was definitely really hard to stay motivated because everything wasn't really, you know, a set schedule anymore. It was kind of, oh, you do it on your own time. And it was really hard for me to find the motivation to do that. You know, I just kept thinking about my goals and I really wanted to get into the nursing program. So I started making a schedule for myself. I started writing things in a planner, making sure I finished all my assignments on time. But, you know, it was hard without that constant reminder, like from your teacher, hey, this is due tonight. It's there would be times where I wouldn't check Canvas and I would totally forget about something. It was just a definitely an interesting um, transition. <laughs> it was most definitely a crazy time of year. And as much as I always like to give students a round of applause for adapting to everything that was going on, I always have to give a round of applause to the professors as well. Just as you said, they're in the same boat as us as we're trying to adapt to learn to online standards. They're trying to figure out how to implement their lectures and courses online. So it was a very interesting time. I feel like as UNLV as a whole institution did an amazing job with the transition. But 
with that being said, and you've also talked about it previously, UNLV does offer a bunch of resources online, whether you're a first generation student or you need mental health, uh, physical health, anything you need, academic health, they have everything to help you out. Now, have you used any of those resources before? Um, yeah, actually, the first thing I ever did was in my bio 189 class, they talked about SI and I was like, oh, I don't know if I want to go. You know, I hated going to like tutoring or anything like that because I just felt like I wasn't smart and it made me feel like, oh, like I'm not smart enough. Like I need help. What's wrong with me? Um, so I showed up and there was one other person in there and I was like, oh, God, this is going to be so weird. And I stayed the whole time, ended up going every single time for the whole semester, didn't miss it a single time. It was amazing. I learned so much. And then I started going to tutoring hours after that, started just participating in a bunch of stuff on campus more. It was so useful. It taught me so much, like things that I learned in SI from, you know, my first bio class, I'm still using to this day because it was just like so many useful tips. Most definitely. And Especially, I like to point out SI sessions. Those are incredibly helpful for any of our viewers out there that haven't listened or attended one before. It's definitely, I like to say, a big underused resource that's available to UNLV students. And just like you mentioned, you know, that getting over that initial awkward stage of attending and then seeing how much it'll actually benefit you is absolutely amazing. So, I'm glad that you had that positive outlook at it. Now, speaking on that aspect, so being a first-generation student, UNLV being a big campus with everything it does have to offer, did you kind of find a hard time fitting in with the you know whole population, or did you find your little group right away? Um, I definitely had a hard time. Even my roommates, because I lived at the dorms my first year, they totally didn't understand like anything I was saying, because just the way I would say things with my friends in high school was so different. You know, I don't know, being from Hawaii, there were just little things I would say that other people wouldn't say. And they'd be like, what are you talking about? You know, it was just weird to fit in. It took me a lot. I had to learn so much about, you know, I went to a school with 31 students, 31 students. I knew every single one of their names and it was just so different. It wasn't like I had to talk to somebody new in class or see somebody new every day, you know, I always saw the same people every day. So it was just a completely different environment. And it was scary at first, super scary. Um, and I was so shy, I didn't want to talk to anybody. And it took a lot for me to get to the point to open up and try to talk to people in my classes. I'm probably on the exact opposite of the spectrum of you. <laughs> I went to a high school out here in Nevada, and I believe our graduating class was about 400 students where I didn't even know a lot of them. Right. So I couldn't even imagine trying to adapt to everything going on here. So it's definitely a good predicament you found yourself in, but you definitely made the best out of it. Uh, but I kind of wanted to ask, you know, how was that college like your first year on campus? It was nice. There was a lot of things that were fun that we could do. Like there were a lot of activities in the dorms, like quote unquote, wine and paint not wine, juice, but <laughs> um, just stuff like that. That was definitely fun. Just made me open up a little bit more. got to talk to the people in my hall. Sometimes my RA would like bring pizza in the study room and we would hang out in the study room, have conversations, study together. It was nice. Also, another thing that I really loved is how close the library was. Me and my friends at the dorms, we would go to this library all the time and we would go sit in the, the little rooms with the, um, the whiteboards and we would just sit there and study for hours and it was great. <laughs> I definitely like to call the library my second home. 
Yeah. Uh, I feel like sometimes I can even just grab a pillow, spend the night and wake up the next morning and start studying. So oh, yeah. it's yeah. definitely <laughs> a friendly environment. And especially those rooms with the whiteboard, I some for some reason always feel 10 times smarter when I'm in there <laughs> writing on the whiteboard. Uh, right. I could not tell you why though. So <laughs> yeah. going through college, you know, as you are currently preparing to, you know, apply to the nursing program, you've traveled from Hawaii overseas to come here to Nevada. Um, have you picked up any like traits or maybe did something from Hawaii? Did you bring over that's actually helped you out through college? I think definitely something that's helped me out here that I brought from Hawaii is kind of cheesy, but like the Aloha spirit, you know, a lot of people in my town, there's less than 10,000 people and you go to the store everybody knows everybody you know the cashier and everybody calls each other like auntie and uncle it's like oh hey auntie how are you that kind of thing everybody just talks to each other you know you're at a stop sign somebody will flag you to go and like shaka at you or hang loose i guess people say here <laughs> just super respectful super kind and i don't know just everybody's got this great attitude and i think that definitely helped me here i think a few times you know i would talk to some people in my classes and we would just get along and click really well just because i carried that aloha attitude with me <laughs> now as you mentioned especially being in hawaii family is a big aspect of life over there and as unlv likes to say that you create your own life or your own family at UNLV. But I did want to ask, when you did bring up the topic of actually attending college to your parents, what did they think about the whole issue, I should say, or as the whole topic as a whole? Um, my dad was super excited. You know, in middle school, I didn't do the best. I was getting C's and D's. And, you know, I'm sure he just thought I was going to do the same thing he did. Well, he just ended up dropping out of high school, working construction. I'm sure he assumed I was probably just going to get a job straight out of high school. But then when I got into high school, I really turned it around. I ended my class as salutatorian. He was really, really proud of me. And he really wanted to see me succeed. He thought it was great for me. Um, he, my whole family is, you know, they grew up in trailer homes. You know, they did not live that, the life of going to college and doing all of that. My dad was making himself mac and cheese when he was like six years old, you know, trying to help their family stay afloat. And so when he heard that I really wanted to go to college, he was so happy for me. And he worked so hard to try to help me get there. And it was great. That's a great perspective to look at it. I not only applaud you, but also, you know, almost wish you to kind of keep doing well and keep striving <laughs> towards your goals. Uh, but with that being said, you moved out here, you know, started UNLV as a freshman. You did have some family out here. But, you know, let's say we were to look back on that first year of UNLV as a first generation student. Do you wish you had maybe any other support systems or did you almost find support systems that you really didn't know about? I think it's a little bit of both. I think it was definitely super scary. You know, I would ask my dad for help and he had no idea how to help me. He was just confused beyond belief. He had no idea like what he could do to help me except, you know, be there to support me. And so it was definitely really scary. It was super intimidating. And I was really scared just to do the entire process. But when I got here, I definitely found a lot of resources that were useful. And that did make me feel more comfortable. Even like talking to my academic advisor, or I think it was the graduate assistance in HSC when I took it. I think she she just reassured me, told me, you know, that, that I'm doing great, that I, you know, a, 
a great chance that I would get into the nursing program, that kind of thing. There were just a lot of things that kept keeping me motivated. Um, a lot of people that kept telling me I could do it. And it definitely helped. UNLV staff is always the most positive and upbeat. And I do always like to give a shout out to the graduate assistants in some of the undergraduate courses. They not only are probably one of the more motivating professors at UNLV, but they are very, I like to say, understanding because they were in our shoes at one point being mm. undergrad students chasing their dreams of going to graduate school. Or in your case, there are nursing assistants out there at UNLV. So Having that little support system that you may have not even known about is always great. Uh, and once again, touching on the point that you are a peer mentor, do you see yourself almost expanding into that role of becoming one of those graduate assistant teachers or maybe oh, lab yeah. professors? Yeah, 100%. I think it's super great to have somebody that's been through what you're going through to help you through it. Actually, in a podcast I was listening to for my psychology class, they were talking about how therapists that have had mental health issues in the past are become the best therapists because they understand what their patients are going through. And they, you know, know how to help them because they've gone through it too. So to have somebody help you that's been through your, you know, been in your shoes, it's so helpful. And I would, I just want to be able to do that for somebody else. Because I know for me, it was definitely something that helped me through it. And mental health issues are always a big conversation, especially I like to say, you know, during this time of year, it's always good to check up on your friends, on your family, make sure everyone's doing well. But with that being said, especially with you being all the way out here in Nevada, far from home from Hawaii, how has been managing those relationships with some of your friends back home and even your family been? It's been hard for sure. I definitely, you know, Hawaii, I think they just recently stopped it. But up until now, they've had a quarantine. So if I wanted to come visit for two weeks, I wouldn't be able to leave my house. And they're so serious about it. They will send people to your house to make sure you're quarantining. People have gotten arrested for it, like coming to visit just to vacation. But I wouldn't want to come home and visit buy a $600 plane ticket just to visit for two weeks and sit at home. So it's been hard. I've tried, you know, I call my dad pretty much every day, but he's always working. So it is a little hard. A lot of my friends, I don't have time to talk to them, especially with the time difference. I mean, now it's a little better because of daylight savings. We don't have that out there. So now it's only a two hour time difference. But yeah, it's definitely been hard. I feel like the one thing that keeps me going, though, is having my family and friends out here. Um, my uncle and my auntie, they live like 15 minutes away. So whenever I do feel like I need some family, I just go and visit them. <laughs> now, speaking about your parents a little bit more, being a first gen student, something they've never been a part of, do they, you know, from time to time again, still kind of check on you and say, you know, hey, how are your grades doing? Or do you have any tests this week you might be worried about? Oh, yeah, my dad all the time, he calls me and talks about it. And he always gives me, oh, my gosh, he's so funny. I'll be like, Oh, like classes are going pretty good. He's like, how's your grades? I'm like, Oh, I, I have A's. I have one that's like a little low. I think it's an A minus. He's like, an A minus? Girl, you got to get that up. You know, just joking around. He just likes to check in. He's very sarcastic. He, I feel like he's a very prideful man. He doesn't like to, you know, make other people not necessarily feel good, but he doesn't like to boost up their ego. So he'll, he'll give me crap sometimes. <laughs> Most definitely. They're always there to kind of motivate you uh, and kind of, I like to say, wind up your gear and keep you going like a little right. toy. But nonetheless, you know, what I do like to say is this is the first generation podcast and we are broadcasting this to, you know, all students across UNLV, specifically targeting first generation students. That this is the national first generation student week. 
I did want to ask you, Maya, let's say you were to go talk to a first-generation student preparing to start their first day of college at UNLV. What are some tips of success you would give them before they start their journey? I would tell them, hang in there. They might not know what they're doing. Their parents might not be able to help them, but there definitely are people that they can reach out to, not just like through UNLV, but people that are also going through what they're going through that can uh, help support them. They can support each other. There's also the resources on UNLV. I feel like there's just so many things that are there for them to help them and they just need to reach out and do that. And I don't think it's a bad thing to ask for help. I think asking for help proves that you want to be successful and in turn, you will become successful. Awesome way to put it in. I couldn't have said it any better than that. Now, leading into our next question, as you do know, this is the UNLV Groundbreakers podcast specifically. Uh, and we do like to ask all of our guests, you know, what makes you a groundbreaker? I think for me, just being able to break out of the cycle. I don't know if there's anybody in my family that I can think of that's been to college. Um, it's it's hard to break the cycle, especially, you know, my mom was homeless for a long time, um, as was my dad's family. And it's hard to get out of that. And especially generational poverty, stuff like that, it's really hard. So to be able to break away from that and um, try to become the best version of myself that I can be and still have my family there to support me is what makes me a groundbreaker. I already like to always say, you know, being a first generation student is always a groundbreaking act. And especially in your case, moving all the way from Hawaii, pursuing a career in the medical field, these are all amazing acts and definitely groundbreaking achievements in my book. Uh, but as we are coming to the end of things today, uh, I did want to thank you, Maya, for being on the podcast with us today. We truly enjoyed your presence. I also did want to thank all of our previous guests that were on our podcast with us and really appreciated all having you all with us. But other than that, Maya, do you have any clo closing words for some of our fans out there? Um, hang in there. Keep doing great. <laughs> Awesome. Once again, it was great having you on the show with us today, Maya. Also, once again, thank you to all our first generation students that joined our podcast previously. We, appre we appreciate all of you and to all the first generation students out at UNLV that are listening to this. As Maya said, keep pushing through. You have a lot of support systems on the UNLV campus. And if you need any help, feel free to reach out to our UNLV Groundbreaker podcast. Thank you all. Here on the UNLV Groundbreakers podcast, we are groundbreaking, paving new ground and making our mark.